ladies and gentlemen, I'm listening to the Republican debate, and it is the most boring thing ever. Oh my goodness gracious. Three hours. Oh, CNN, what are you doing? Some of us have things to do. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Electric Leftovers. There's stuff at the website. There's some Mega Man 5 for the Game Boys, Double Dragon 2, Final Fantasy 4, Rygar, Dust, Shin Megami Tensei, Nocturne, Chaos, Legion, Super Mario World that never got uploaded, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Pokemon Crystal, and more Wolfenstein 3D. Ragnats is back. So, it's been a long day. Alright, it's been a long day. I worked all day, I'm back now. I even got an extra hour of work in today. Kinda tired. Go home, listen to the debate, thinking, you know, the last one had its moments. This one, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. It's so boring, so dull, and no one even is saying anything that they didn't say at the last one. Like, no one. No one learned anything? You don't even care. I would say one thing more about it, and probably more again later, but... Last thing I'm going to say about it in this section, before we have the musical break, um... Donald Trump was asked about vaccines and autism. Ben Carson, just before Trump was asked, was asked the same thing. Ben said, I was... I'm a doctor didn't even really answer the question and then Trump said oh, I think kids get too much vaccines too soon and then Ben Carson said well yeah he's probably right you know I'm no doctor well never mind anyway if if you like banging your head against a wall uh, you're gonna love this game from the archives Barnyard Blast Swine of the Night one Halloween evening ladies and gentlemen Young piglet Cliffy Belmart and his rebellious friends decide to test their bravery by TPing Barnyard Town's ancient castle ruled by darkness. But as soon as the fun begins, horrendous evil trees sweep them all into the castle. Instantly aware of his son's peril, Robert Belmart equips himself with a slew of weapons and a plan to get Cliffy back. But first, Robert must tackle six different spooky worlds, each with their own tough monsters and dangerous bosses. Is Robert a bad enough dude to rescue his son? This is a phenomenal game, specifically because everything you heard, Robert and Cliffy Belmont. Obviously, Belmont, right? Ancient Castle Ruled by Darkness, that's actually the name of it. Uh, is Robert a bad enough dude? Hmm? This entire game is a love letter to older games, older NES games. It's got every kind of cliche video game thing you can think of in it in a really good way. But it is really hard. It is like ghosts and goblins kind of hard. It is like super ghouls and ghosts kind of hard. But it's so much fun. The controls are alright, the graphics are pretty good. I'm thinking I'm going to replay this someday because I'm not super pleased with how the Let's Play itself came out. Um, oh, but man, is it a fun game. It is so fun, especially if you're into old NES games. Check this one out. Really, 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 
It's so good. Aviation Administration recently granted, likely for the first time ever, an application to fly a paper airplane. Prominent drone advocate Peter Sachs had applied to conduct commercial aerial photography with his aircraft, a Taylor Toys model with a tiny propeller maximum range of 180 feet, and the agency, concerned with air traffic safety, accommodated by treating the request unironically under the rules for manned flight that among other restrictions, Sachs must not exceed 100 miles per hour and must engage a licensed airline pilot to fly it. With this grant, said the victorious Sachs, the FAA has abandoned all logic and sensibility. Paper airplane. Because temperatures were in the high 90s the last weekend in August, tourists visiting the historical Auschwitz concentration camp in Poland were greeted by the outdoor sprinkler system dousing them near the gates. It was intended as relief, said operators, to keep guests from fainting, but as one Israeli visitor said, it was a punch to the gut, too reminiscent of Auschwitz gas chambers. Jewish prisoners had been marched calmly to their deaths under the pretense that they were only being taken for showers. DIY dentistry seemed off-limits. 
Yep, you heard that. Until amateur orthodontia got a boost from a 2012 YouTube video in which Shalom DeSoda, now 17, praised rubber bands for teeth straightening. DeSoda's family lacked dental insurance at the time, so the would-be actress experimented by looping rubber bands around two front teeth she wanted to draw together. Many painful days later, she succeeded. The American Association of Orthodontists expressed alarm in August at the video's recent popularity. So much could go wrong. Infection, gum tearing, detachment between tooth and gums. That DeSoda, the organization said, had simply been lucky. Why would you want to? My mouth hurts. New World Order, ladies and gentlemen. A two-parter. Well, two stories. Maybe. Maybe related. Probably not. The Digital World, North Carolina Department of Public Instruction announced in July that it would be experimenting with online phys ed courses for high schoolers. Students would watch videos on certain activities then engage in them, and later self-report their, as the agency calls it, mastery. And part two, British British police warned in August of a brand new sex crime based on the iPhone app Airdrop. The app sends texts or photos instantly to nearby Airdrop users, who choose to receive from contacts or from everyone. Thus, perverts can flash strangers by posting nude pictures of themselves to reach Airdrop users set carelessly or purposely to everyone. Seems like the season of email muddles. That's right. Muddles. All of them. Another two-parter. Al, excuse me, all Sherry Smith wanted was copies of background emails about her son, who has a disability, in the files of the Goodrich, Michigan school system. But the superintendent informed her in June that the freedom of information request would cost her $77,780. 4,500 hours of searching, taking two years to complete. Michigan's freedom of information law was somewhat liberalized on July 1st, said Smith, and she may refile. And number two, after a McKinney, Texas police officer was filmed pointing his gun at unarmed black teenagers at a pool party in June, the online gawker media filed a Public Information Act request for the officer's records and any emails about his conduct. The city estimated that requests cost at $79,229, hiring a programmer for 2,231 hours of searching plus computer time. Gawker said it would appeal. Um, I don't know. Like, I could be like, we could do this. You and me. Come, come closer. What we could do. We could offer our services to these counties. $35,000, I mean, that's, that's half off, right? We don't tell them. And this is where we gotta be real careful. We don't tell them what Control-F does. You with me? Yeah. Government in action... The streets of Jackson, Mississippi, apparently have potholes that rival the worst in the country, but without adequate budget to fix them. Well, just Mississippi. According to Mayor Tony Yarber, his remedy, offered earnestly to constituents in August, prayer. I believe we can pray potholes away. Yarber, elected in 2014, was pastor of the relevant Empowerment Church. Relevant Empowerment Church. They have been praying to get these potholes to go away for a month now. I'm gonna bet they ain't gone. I'm also gonna bet the budget still ain't fixed. Names in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Charged with choking and punching his fiance, Mr. Daniel Gentleman, 28, of Prescott, Arizona, in May. Charged with killing her husband and burying his body in a manure pile on their farm, Miss Charlene Mess. Shouldn't it be Mrs.? The former Mrs. Mess. Mrs. Charlene Mess, 48, of Attica, New York, in April. Charged with sexual assault, Mr. Huckleberry Finn, Keene, New Hampshire, in July. And prominent in the news, confusingly so, when the Food and Drug Administration approved the so-called female Viagra drug, Addy in August, FDA spokesperson, Dr. Janet Woodcock. 
least competent people, other than me trying to read things on the internet. Selfies continue to take their devastating toll on Americans. On August 30th, in Orient, Maine, driver Jordan Toner, 29, attempting to lean into a seven-person selfie among his passengers, crashed into a tree, causing numerous injuries. On August 24th, Alex Gomez, 36, of Lake Elsinore, California, tried to take one after draping an angry four-foot-long rattlesnake around his neck. The predictable bite was damaging, but not fatal. On September 1st in Houston, that would be in Texas, a 19-year-old man taking selfies while clumsily fondling his handgun is no longer with us. Good to know. Darwinism. Survival of the fittest? I know it's not the same thing, but kind of. You know. If people can say all climate change is global warming, I think once in a while I'm allowed to say that all natural selection is Darwinism. We're equally wrong. Shut up. In June, News of the Weird mentioned a drug dealer in Marseille, France, who was distributing loyalty cards to his best customers. You remember remember this? We talked about this. You fill 10 squares, you get a discount. In August, a small-time cannabis dealer in the central France town of Villeurban. That was not French. I'm sorry. That's how it's spelled. Pushed the envelope further by taping one gram samples to hand-lettered leaflets, offering home delivery for 100 euro orders, along with his first name and phone number. The man was, of course, arrested, with the local police superintendent musing about the man's very special business model. First one's free, kid. More slow-motion TV? Norwegian TV viewers have somehow given strong ratings to a series seemingly of seemingly interminable programs. A continuous camera on a salmon fishing vessel, 12 hours of live log burning with commentary, 5 hours of knitters spinning their way to a world record, 100 straight hours of chess playing, a 5 day stretch from a cruise ship, and in August were presented another such gift. The Norwegian caviar company Mills said it would live stream on a YouTube channel nearly 11 months of fish eggs aging 24-7 in barrels. 7,392 hours of programming. Now, if you want to, like, take that same amount of time and look up someone's name and an email in America, it's like $80,000. Crazy. Also, live log burning with commentary. We gotta get on that. People with issues, ladies and gentlemen, as if we didn't have enough of them already. Alexander Carlson, 25, was jailed in our favorite place on this section, Sanford, Florida, in August on federal child pornography charges, but also told agents that he is a clopper, which identifies him, he said, as one who masturbates while gazing at figurines and pictures depicting Hasbro's My Little Pony toys. Lopper. Not heard that one before. Reader's choice. That's right. Every once in a while, people other than you decide what I will read for you. A thief grabbed the purse of an elderly woman shopping with her husband at a Fred Meyer store in Spokane, Washington on July 23rd and fled through the parking lot. They had no chance to catch the man, but he happened on right by hospital nurse Heidi Muat, 42, who surmised the situation and started after him. The thief quickly saw that Muat... M-U-A-T, Muat, how would you say it, could outrun him. And he gave up purse, which Muat returned to the couple. Muat later revealed her alter ego. On her Spokanables roller derby team, she is known as Miss Ida B. Choaz. Spokanables. Spokanables. Almost makes you want to be from Spokane, doesn't it? But then you remember, he'd have to be from Spokane. Here's our classic. Though India is recognized as a world leader in promoting the health benefits of urine, its dominance will be assured by the end of the year, in 2009, when a cow urine-based soft drink comes to market. Om Prakash, chief of the Cow Protection Department of the RSS organization, India's largest Hindu nationalist group, Trying to reassure a Times of London reporter in February promised it won't smell like urine and will be tasty too. Knowing that 
medicinal herbs would be added and toxins removed. In addition to improved health, he said, India needs a domestic, and especially Hindu, beverage to compete with the foreign influence of Coca-Cola and Pepsi. I don't tell that clopper guy. never call. You never write. I don't know what I did. Maybe you're mad at me. I don't. I mean, really. Come on. We are all adults here. We can have a conversation. You can email me at jason at net. You can go to the website. You can go to the Facebook. You can go to our Twitter. You can call me. Why don't you call me sometime? 425 
419-1810. And leave me a message. Okay? Ragnats is back, I guess. He says he's back. He says a lot of things. Oh, I just had a flashback. Oh. I got the feels. Um, look, go to YouTube. Look up uh, Star Wars Portland Comic Con. Billy West. My hero. says a lot of things. Oh no! They changed it! What are you doing? Game facts? Or is this only... Maybe. Oh! Maybe I see what you're doing. Let's check it. Check it before I wreck it. Oh, no. They did it for everybody. Never mind, you're dumb. Um, Ragnet said, hey, I'm back. Here's an idea for a review. Uh, how about Zelda 2? Okay, sure, Zelda 2. Sounds like a great idea. I, I don't dislike Zelda 2. I'm a favorite. It's pretty good. But they replaced it. It's not out of 10 anymore. Now it's hearts. It's essentially out of 10. You have five hearts, and you can have half hearts. But why? What was wrong with out of 10? Are you... This has been the worst day for a podcast ever. Alright, we have a one heart. We have a two heart there. So, one and a half. Two, one and a half. Alright. There's a one and a half, the opposite of the original, yet ends up being just as tedious. Oh, he didn't like either. This one's called For Shame. The demented black sheep of the Zelda series. It's not every day that I get to utterly bash one of the most revered gaming franchises. Um, where'd the other one go? If it ain't broke, don't break it. The weakest link? Eh? That one's two and a half. Zelda 2, hang your head in shame. Uh, terrible excuse, skip to Zelda 3. Alright, we better look at reviewer names. Couch Tomato. That's alright. Horror Spooky. Eh. Shouldn't there be a rapper, son? Shivan Reincarnated. That dumb. Arc-Rex. Shut up, next door child. Neo the One. Posed to death. Princess Linali. Linali? We're gonna go with Posed to Death, because that's a great name, and... One out of five. Two out of ten. Alright, posed to death. <laughs> pretty short. Oh, it even says terrible. So now we know exactly, you know, what four hearts out of five means. Zelda 2, hang your head in shame. A Zelda 2, the adventure of Link review by posed to death. I decided to finally put my Zelda's collector edition disc to good use. Oh, you're not even playing... You can't... No. Ain't doing it. You ain't gonna review the NES cart. Shut up. One and a half is bad. There's a noisy child outside my window. Shut up, phone. I'm talking. Um, I, I feel like I need to scan all of these now. Zelda 64, shut up! Alright, fine. Terrible excuse. Skip to Zelda 3. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link Review by Princess Linali. 
To say that sequels in the early Nintendo days were experimental is quite an understatement. Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. was met with a U.S. sequel that was nothing more than another game with Mario and others edited in. This resulted in a game very different than the one that had gained everybody's attention. Zelda was another popular game to get a very different sequel, and in this case, Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link is a true sequel to the original, unlike Super Mario 2. In light of this, they both share the same fate as being somewhat lackluster in comparison to the game they descended from. Graphics! They are somewhat better than the first game. Most of the action is from a side view now, and thus the monsters are bigger and animated differently. Link himself doesn't look too bad, and it's tall enough. The backgrounds have okay coloring. This whole thing looks a lot like the Rambo game for the same system. Shut up, phone! Link's sword looks like a knife. Rambo's knife. And there are even the same deadly bubbles that rise up from the bottom of the screen in some areas, just like Rambo. I would dare say this game runs on the same graphics setup as Rambo. Overall, the graphics are okay, but I prefer the look and perspective of the original more. Sound! Not too bad. The familiar overworld theme is in there, but like Zelda 64, it is merely a few notes in a totally different theme. The music isn't bad and is actually one of the good points of the game. The sound effects are okay, but not quite as good as the first game. Link's sword lasers sound like a wimpy little chime. Heck, it looks like a wimpy little thing. There are some PCM sound effects in there, most notably is Link's grunt when he hits hits. I'd say the sound in this game are merely adequate. Control. The game's control is good and tight. This is especially a good point because there's now an emphasis on action here and you'll need to do all your jumping and timing skills to beat some of the bosses. By the way, this game is more action than puzzle this time. No complaints with the control though. I will add that there are times when Link just gets knocked too far. It was at this point in the review that my uh, audio recording software quit on me twice. Um, came back to re-record this section a second time, and it quit. Again, don't know why. Cancelled everything else I was working on. Restarted. Gonna try again. So, if you notice a drop in my level of energy, uh, you will know why. <clears throat> so picking up where we left off. No complaints with the control though. I will add that there are times when Link just gets knocked too far back when he is hit and it always seems to happen when you're near a ledge. Sigh. Plot. Zelda's under a sleeping spell and Ganon's minions are looking for a way to resurrect their master. The only way to do this is to sprinkle the blood of Link on his ashes and it will revive him. A bit darker than the original story, but then this whole game is way different than the other one. You travel to several palaces to return crystals to the statues and when you do you'll find the sacred palace. I think it's called that. Been a while since I finished this one. The game is a fair share of exploration, but not as much as the first game. Again, a lot of these areas look like they escaped from the Rambo game. I'm not kidding, the caves use the same graphics. Challenge. This one is pretty tough. Gaining levels helps to a degree, but it's more tactic to beat most of the enemies. The jumping part, uh, jumping parts are up to you to master, and you'll most likely not want to play this one over once you finish it. This is the only Zelda game that I bothered to only complete once and never played it again. Maybe just my taste, but I don't feel it was that good of a game. Overall, it's worth playing if you never have before and are curious. If you actually like it, then good for you. I'm glad some people found something good in it. For the rest, I'd recommend just avoiding this game and going straight from Zelda 1 to Zelda 3. It's much better that way. Winky face. Reviewers rating 1.5 out of 5 or bad. A terrible excuse. Skip to Zelda 3. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link Review by Princess Lainali. Uh, originally posted September 12th, 2001. Updated April 7th, 2002. Uh, gonna open up. Reviews contributed here. Princess Lainali has contributed 25 reviews. We have Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast, Zelda no Densetsu, the Hyrule Fantasy for the Famicom, the Game Boy, just normal old Game Boy, 2 out of 10, Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy, 2 out of 10, Genesis, the only Genesis review is the Genesis, 
NES games, Faxanadu, Final Fantasies, Mega Man's, this game. For the PC, Mega Man X. A little strange. Progress Quest. Uh, for the PlayStation, Mega Man X5, Tobal Number 1, and Wild Arms. For the Saturn, we have Dragon Force and Knights into Dreams. For the SNES Ninja Gaiden Trilogy, and for the Wonderswan Color, Final Fantasy II. Now, in the NES section, Princess here has brought us a Final Fantasy II review, also on 912. A lot of these were posted, 912 or 913. I don't know if they were all pre-written. There's some for 914. Pre-written or just like, oh, I'm bored. I may as well review video games for the internet. Review, 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 review. Um, here, Final Fantasy II on the NES. This game is awful. One out of ten. They use numbers here, not hearts. One out of ten. With a star. Wonderswan Color. Final Fantasy II. Marginal improvement over its original form. It's a marginal improvement. Got a seven out of ten. How about that? Now let's break this thing down a bit. <clears throat> Keeping an eye on the clock to make sure recording is still happening. To say that sequels in the early Nintendo days were experimental, excuse me, were experimental, mm, is quite an understatement. Super Mario Brothers was met with a US sequel that was nothing more than another game with Mario and others edited in. This resulted in a game very different than the one that had gained everyone's attention. Now, everybody knows the story. Doki Doki Panic, right? I know it, you know it, your father knows it. Here's the thing, there's there's more to the story. Let me let me be my best Paul Harvey for you. I'm not gonna do the voice. Ain't even gonna talk like him, but here's how it works. Super Mario Brothers gets created, and it's a big hit. Is huge, saves video games, as far as some people are concerned. It is the game that made Nintendo, it is the game that made Mario, the number one name when it comes to video games, right? Everybody knows Mario. People who don't play video games know who Mario is. So Nintendo says, this Mario thing, it's doing all right. We want you to make another Mario game. And so, sure, I got an idea. I got a great idea for a Mario game. Here's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be Mario, it's gonna be Luigi, it's gonna be uh, Princess Toadstool, and have that little toad guy, right? And they're gonna run, they're gonna jump, they're gonna pick up stuff and throw stuff. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe make it a little, uh, a little more move around. I mean, I got these great ideas for my next Mario game. They're gonna be beautiful. You're gonna love them. You're gonna love everything about them. Nintendo says, hmm, I don't know. I'm Nintendo. I have a reputation. And this Mario thing, really good idea. I tell you what, uh, you make me another Mario game, just like the first one, but a little bit different. And I'm gonna take this game you're making right now, and I'm gonna sell it to these people over here. They make comic books or t-shirts or cereal or something. And, uh, yeah. But I have a really good idea for Mario game. No. No. Cereal people get your game. Uh, Doki Doki Panic Brothers Park something. You make Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, you make Luigi Goofy. Because that was kind of your idea anyway. We'll let you keep that one. But, uh... Yeah. Just make me more of the same. Okay... Couple days later. Alright, it's done. Here's Mario game. Hmm. We like it. We like it very much. Tell you who's not gonna like it though. America. They are not good at Mario games. Uh, so, yeah. Just whatever. A little while later. Hi, we're America. We want a new Mario game. Well, this is not a Mario game. You don't know. Hey, um, people. Yeah. Remember that game? 
you were making with the picking up and the turnips and the, you know, that thing. Yeah, you told me to give it to the cereal people. Go get it back and do the thing you were going to do and then give it to America. That's weird. Yeah, well, do it anyway, all right? Okay. Hey, guys, we love the new Mario games. Pretty great. And that's the story. Hope you liked that. Basically, Miyamoto had the idea for Mario Brothers 2. Nintendo didn't want to do that because it was too different, so they had the other, what became Lost Levels for us, get made. Um, the original Mario 2 idea got kind of put into a tie-in spin-off t-shirt marketing deal for the Doki Doki Panic thing. And then when it came time to put a Mario game out in America, they just took that same thing, made it Mario again, and gave it back. Got it? Okay. Now that we're on the same page, Zelda was another popular game to get a very different sequel, and in this case, Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link is a true sequel to the original, unlike Super Mario 2, which we just talked about. Back to this true sequel business. I'm believing that the princess here means we're from The Legend of Zelda to The Legend of Zelda 2. No shenanigans with other serial games and t-shirts and whatever. Boom, boom. Now, chronologically, timeline-wise... Who the hell knows? Nintendo had their timeline thing. I didn't care. I don't care about the timelines. In a lot of these games where you have to like start going into different universes to make things work. Um, Mega Man. Nice consistent timeline. It goes Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, Mega Man 4, Mega Man 5. Not, not hard to understand, right? Katamari. Katamari Damacy. We have a Katamari. Pretty easy. You can understand that. Um, Chrono Trigger to Chrono Cross in a more understandable timeline and it's all about time and dimensional travel uh, than the Zelda games do Metroid's a little all over the place um, if I remember right this is supposed to be the last game one of the last games in the Zelda series if you take it chronologically um, kind of weird I don't know. Uh, a long, long time ago, I put out my own Zelda timeline, where this was the second game. I think my timeline pretty irrefutable. Um, started with Legend of Zelda, went to Zelda 2, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, uh, so on and so forth. Because, uh, you know, take it in the order they're released. That's how we grew up playing them, so yeah. In a dang way, moving on. In light of this, they both share the same fate as being somewhat lackluster in comparison to the games they descend from. Yeah, that's generally the case with most things. If the if the launch title is really, really good, uh, the second game is usually not quite so much. Um, there are exceptions, obviously. Mega Man. Mega Man 2 is what saved the Mega Man series. Mega Man's a great game. Mega Man 2 is better. You know, everything a sequel should be. We've had a couple of things where we talk about in this podcast where sequels really do what they're supposed to do. Takes everything the first game did right and keeps it. And takes everything the first game did wrong and fixes it. That happens sometimes. Sometimes you get a company that's... Well, we're really a lot more familiar with our hardware now and we kind of understand more about what is and isn't possible. So we're going to try a bunch of new things. And then you get stuff like Super Mario Brothers 2, you get um, Zelda 2, you get... What's another good one that I can't think of right now? As I am totally not looking behind me at my shelf of games to see what else is over there. Totally. Totally not. Maybe even like a Final Fantasy 2, perhaps? You know, kind of different from Final Fantasy 1. Um, total, totally, yeah, yeah. As you get better, you know, at the uh, the hardware, better at the software that can work with the hardware, you can do you can do more things. Anyway, continuing on, graphics they're somewhat better than the first game. I agree. Most of the action is from a side view now, and thus the monsters are bigger and animated differently, and pretty well, I would say, for 1988. Link himself doesn't look too bad, uh, wrong too, and is tall enough. 
I don't know, tall enough. What for? You must be this tall to play this game? To fight this Ganon? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like a ratio thing. Link is tall enough in ratio to the screen that it looks okay. And it does. Um, Scaling-wise, great. This game is great. Uh, backgrounds have okay coloring, but this whole thing looks a lot like the Rambo game for the same system. We talk a lot about Rambo in this review. <laughs> I went and did some research. Rambo, same year, from Pack-In Entertainment, I believe, and Acclaim, and has absolutely nothing to do with this other than they're both kind of side-scrolly action platformery things uh not much more i played a little bit of rambo i think for the 365 stuff and i did a best around video for rambo and it, weird game it took me forever to figure out how to leave the first area anyway um link's sword looks like a knife rambo's knife and they're even the same deadly bubbles that rise up from the bottom of the screen in some areas don't know about the deadly bubbles in Rambo. Um, Rambo's knife was a knife. And Link's sword, with very few exceptions, is ever really described or even shown in artists' renderings. Because we don't have any photographic evidence, viewers. As, as being like a long sword kind of thing? Maybe the master sword? Or like the Begoran sword or something like that? Um... Generally, I've always kind of assumed that Link's sword has been, you know, short swordy in length. And if you're unsure, um, good rule of thumb is short sword is wrist to elbow, long sword is wrist to shoulder. I've always kind of assumed that in this era of Link, most of the artist's renderings have it, you know, roughly wrist to elbow length. More of a long knife, short sword kind of thing. Big deal. Who cares? Not important. Uh, I would dare say this game runs on the same graphics setup as Rambo. It probably doesn't, though. Overall, the graphics are okay, but I prefer the look and perspective of the original more. Totally agree. Totally agree. Next point. Sound. Not too bad. The familiar overworld theme is in there, but like Zelda 64, it is merely a few notes in a totally different theme. When I first saw this, and you probably heard me, uh, you know, grumble about it a bit. Um, oh no, you're going to start cross-comparing games and cross-platforms again. Don't do that. But no, no, nice surprise. All that we're saying here is the, like the main Zelda theme makes an appearance. In this theme, just like it does in Zelda 64, a game more people probably recognize than Zelda 2. Perfect usage. Perfect usage. The music isn't bad and is actually one of the good points of the game. I agree. Totally agree. I think the instrumentation is a little goofy. Um, some of the sounds and the instruments they used I don't like, but I think some of the music in this game, some of it is phenomenal. I think the town theme is really good. Um... The little battle music is great. Some of the, the palace music is excellent. Oh yeah, great. No problems. Sound effects are okay, but not quite as good as the first game. I can agree with some of those. Link's sword laser sounds like a wimpy little time. Heck, it looks like a wimpy little thing. There's some PCM sound effects in the game. Uh, PCM sound effects in there. Most notably is Link's grunt when he is hit. I'd say the sounds in this game are merely adequate. I too did not like the noise Link's sword makes when it's shooting the lasers. Some of the others I thought were fine. Link's grunt is a great noise. Um, the enemy drop noise is really good. Didn't like the fairy noise. Um... Hitting something that you can't break with your sword, I think, was an okay noise. It was very recognizable that you knew, okay, this isn't working. I need to try something else. Um, yeah, I, I agree with pretty much all of that. Uh, this game's control is good and tight. This is especially a good point because there is now an emphasis on action here, and you'll need all your jumping and timing skills to beat some of the bosses. Very, very true. Link's actually even got a little momentum. So if you land and are moving forward, you'll actually continue to scoot forward ever so slightly. And when you get knocked back, you'll actually get knocked back a little bit. Um, and continue on, 
carry on some of that momentum as well. Um, bouncing on things when you get the attack to let you do that. Yeah, no problem. By the way, this game is more action than puzzle this time. Totally agree. No complaints with Patrol, though. I will add that there are times when Link just gets knocked too far back when he is hit, and it always seems to happen when you're near a ledge. Sigh. Totally agree. Absolutely, totally agree. Also, don't type the word sigh. If you mean to sigh, put it in asterisks or something. Italicize it. I don't know. Plot. Um, can't say too much about this. I never had the booklet to see what the plot was. I guess I could go and look it up. But as far as I knew, uh, most of this is the first time I'm hearing it. But we'll read it anyway. Zelda's in a sleeping spell. Yep, pretty obvious there. Ganon's minions are looking for a way to a way to uh, resurrect their master. That's new to me. The only way to do this is to sprinkle the blood of Link on his ashes and it will revive him. That sounds really Castlevania 2-y to me. I don't know if that's true. Like I said, haven't read it. Would not surprise me. Moving on. A bit darker than the original story, but then this whole game is way different than the other one. Yeah. You travel to several places to return crystals to the statues, and when you do, you'll find the sacred palace. So instead of going into dungeons and picking up Triforces, we are going into dungeons and dropping off crystals. A uh, fair share of exploration, but not as much as the first game, and I think I know why that is. The first game, the map was very gritty. Grid system. You went screen to screen to screen, and every screen had something in it, and every screen was special. Well, kind of. Every screen was unique, we'll say. This game doesn't have that. Since all the action takes place in 2D side-scrolly bits, there's really kind of a disjointing between the exploration and the action. The exploration is really smooth, and the world map doesn't feel super huge. It is still a fairly big map. But what you did in the first game, moving from place to place and fighting enemies in that same top-down perspective, is now split up. Your top-down perspective is only for your traveling. And since it doesn't go screen to screen to screen and it all scrolls, it doesn't feel like it takes as long to get around. I still would imagine it takes a fair good amount of time to go from the very top of the map to the very bottom, uh, but it doesn't feel as long. Uh, a lot of these areas look like they escaped from the Rambo game. I'm not kidding, the cave views the same graphics. I don't think they're the same. They're probably incredibly similar, but I don't think they're the same because I'm fairly certain they were built on different engines. I could be wrong there. I don't know. Um, also, since Rambo and this were released on the same year, it seems kind of unlikely. Challenge! This one is pretty tough. Gaining levels helps to a degree, but it's more tactic to beat most of the enemies. Yeah, a lot of the enemies, you just have to learn how to fight. Being super strong doesn't matter, you gotta know how to fight them. Jumping parts are up to you to master, and you'll most likely not want to play this one over once you finish it. Uh, some of the jumping is a little tricky, ain't gonna lie. This is the only Zelda game that I bothered to only complete once and never played it again. I completed it for the first time for my Let's Play of it. I haven't gone back to it, but there have been times where I thought I should play that again. I kinda miss it. Maybe just my taste, but I didn't feel that it was that good of a game. Overall, it's worth playing if you never have before and are curious. If you actually like it, then good for you. I'm glad some people found something good in it. For the rest, I'd recommend just avoiding this game and going straight from Zelda 1 to Zelda 3. It's much better that way. You know what? Um, I know initially, just kind of picking reviews at... And this has happened once or twice. There, I don't think there is anything I really disagree with in this review, except the score. So, just going over the points, I agree with the graphics. Somewhat better than the first game. Um, Link looks good, monsters are bigger and animated. Sword looks a little wimpy, but eh. I think it worked with the scale. Um, sound, not too bad. Music isn't bad, one of the few good points, sound effects are okay. Control, control is good and tight. Um, the knockback can be a pain. Plot, not super involved because it's an old NES game. They don't talk about the plot much. Challenge, it's pretty tough. Uh, you have to be more aware of how you kill an enemy, not just overpowering them. I can agree with everything in this review. Really and truly can. So to me though, going back over it, it really sounds like on our new one to five scale, 
Instead of giving this game a one and a half, it sounds more like it should have got about a three. Putting it at this reviewer score between, we'll, we'll say five to seven. Um, I don't think I would give this game less than a six, but I don't think I'd give it more than an eight. I think I would, I would give this a solid seven. Um, again, the only thing that I think that Princess here gets wrong, and this could be, um, game facts just fooling with the rating things again, but I don't think so. Um, a one and a half out of five, and they're even Zelda hearts. Uh... It just seems really low for all of the, this is okay, this is alright, this is adequate, this is pretty good, this is not pretty good. There's nothing in here that just jumps out and says, this game is horrible, don't ever play it. But there's also nothing that comes out and says, this game is the best game in the world, everybody should play it. In fact, the overall, and I'm just going to read it again, is worth playing if you never have before and are curious. If you actually like it, then good for you. I'm glad some people found something good in it. For the rest, I'd recommend just avoiding this game and going straight from Zelda 1 to Zelda 3. There's there's no cross-platform comparisons. There's no, I'm going to very, very briefly talk about one thing that annoys me and then just kind of wander. It's very well organized. It's concise. It talks about a lot of different things in the game. Doesn't mention a few things. Um, items aren't mentioned at all. Magic isn't mentioned at all. The different abilities you can learn uh, sword fighting wise. Doesn't mention any of that. Doesn't mention the random encounters. Uh, none of that kind of stuff. None of that gets mentioned. So I would give it a few lower points for just leaving stuff out. But at the same time, it's a pretty darn good review, and I find it very hard to disagree with most of what's in it. If you would like to hear more reviews by Princess Lailani, Lainali, excuse me, brought back in future episodes, let me know. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what the princess thought of some of these other games. Such as... Why didn't Final Fantasy 2 for the NES get one star? But Final Fantasy 2 for the Wonder Swan get seven. How do you give the Ninja Gaiden trilogy for the Super NES three stars? Why is it that you would play Mega Man X on the PC and then title your review, This game is meant for the SNES only? If you want to play Mega Man X on your PC, I think I might know a way. Why give the Game Boy two out of ten? Hmm? I'm interested.
Hopefully everything has gone well with the remainder of this podcast and you've been able to get through it all in one shot, whereas it's taken me like four by now to get everything recorded. This is dumb. And I had to do that stupid listen to the debate thing before that. It was awful. I'm sorry. Speaking of awful and sorry, things I am not awful and sorry for are the excellent music in today's episode, as we all know. Jade's doing his Mega Man thing. Did the uh, series playthrough, Mega Man 1 through 6, and we are going to continue on with that. Uh, this week we had music from Mega Man 2. Remixes, all available, links and everything at the website. Check it out there if you're not already looking at it. Um, we have had a great time today, haven't we? Haven't we, folks? Hope so. Uh, if you have any better ideas for the pronunciation of that lady's name... The, uh, Spokanable, call him in to the email. I'm really curious to see what you think. Thank you. Uh, remember, any comments, questions, whatever, send them my way. Email me, jason at lowbiasgaming.net. Send them to the website. Send them to the YouTubes. Send them wherever you want. I'll get them. Call in. You know, that kind of stuff. Bye now. Bye now.